when you have people that are they're comfortable holding cats or comfortable restraining cats or doing it in a way that it makes such a difference that clients don't mind bringing the pets back in. And then when you're curious about what they do with their pets and what they want to, it helps you to schedule around their needs. Hi, I'm Dr. Natalie Marks. Welcome back into the Perfect Your Practice podcast. I'm joined today by Dr. Marianne Vandelind. She is a veterinary consultant that specializes in exactly what we are going to talk about today, which is exam room communication and teamwork. Dr. Vandelind, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Marks. It's always great to talk with you. And you as well. Well, we're going to talk about such an important conversation today because, unfortunately, so many of our cat parents have been trained you know, by fault of us, whether it was planned or unplanned, right? That the only reason that they need to come to our office is when they get that three-year vaccine reminder for a rabies vaccine or something similar to that. And again, whether that's been our fault or not, it's really not too late for us to change that focus of the appointment because what we really want to touch on today and where you're going to give us some really great tips and tricks is that team communication strategy to our clients, those cat moms and dads, so that they understand that an exam is enough of a reason to come see us. So let's start and and ask this really, just ask a tough question for you to get going, right? Um, So many of these cat parents are reliant on us telling them to come in, right? We don't see that really proactive exam that they're seeking. Sometimes we see much more with our canine patients. So is that a problem that we, the veterinary industry, created ourselves? Or is this just the difference between dogs and cats? I think I think this is such a good question, Dr. Marks, because I really did some think, thinking about this when I did a talk for Western States this year, because I really think if you look at dogs and cats, go back into the 70s or the early 80s, you see this big change in dog ownership, where a lot of dogs lived outside, and now they live inside. I think cats are coming of age right now. More people are really discovering how wonderful cats are, what angels and healers they can be, you know, how they can protect about things and how they just kind of read your personality, that cats are becoming this whole new phenomena. And so what I think is we did create some of this ourselves because we didn't have the environment that they came in, or maybe we didn't have the fear-friendly techniques to handle cats. So it looked comfortable for the cats, and then the cat owners were uncomfortable because anything that stresses out the cat owner is going to not bring the cat in. And so then we started spreading things out. But I also think there's also a difference in the way that some animals will actually get adopted from different locations. Mm -hmm. So it used to be that, you know, you got kittens from maybe your next-door neighbor or the person down the street. So many people are actually getting cats from shelters, And so I think shelters are doing a good job, but what happens is sometimes what they say is he has everything he needs or she has everything she needs, and they don't mean for the rest of his life, amen, they mean for now, but he needs to go in and have this physical exam because so many times people don't know what their pet has, what's going on with the pet at that particular time. So I think that's what's really important is because just adopting the pet is good, Having vaccinations is good, but the whole story, if we're going to help them keep this pet in this family for the longest period of time and actually help them control their veterinary cost, is going to be the partnership that they form with a veterinarian through the physical exam and the discussions of their pet in the home. So to me, yes, we created it, 
but there's some steps and it's time to do something about it. I love your optimism, and I agree with you. I mean, this this is the year of the cat, even if it isn't on the Chinese lunar calendar. I feel like exactly. this is exactly, exactly what cat families have been waiting for, too, is this recognition of not feeling like a second-class citizen at veterinary practices, right? And that right. Um, there's so much more of a focus. So I love what you're talking about of, of kind of creating that story so that 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 cat parent understands it's not just this one-and-done kitten series, right, and they never see us again. Right. So let's hear some of your best practices on how our whole team can communicate that the focus of the visit, that core, fundamental, important part is the exam. How do we change the conversation from that vaccine reminder to the physical exam itself? I think there's so much beyond reminders that we can do to people now. I mean, and there's questionnaires online. So I think what clients want is they want communication about the lifestyle that they have with their pet at home, okay? So, for example, I mean, you can go online now with cats. There's all these great cat toys and activities they can do in the house, different ways to do different things. But the situation is is that that conversation has changed. People are really interested in keeping their cat interactive, having a good lifestyle, and how we can actually interchange that with a client is there's questions that we can ask or things that we can send them to to say, what does your pet do? Tell me what a typical day is for you and your cat. And they're going to go through and give us some information. So I think it's really important for us as veterinary teams to become really curious, okay? Because the one thing that I think people are having trouble with is how do they get that pet to the veterinary office? Helping them come up with that plan and talking to them about it actually creates that partnership and that trust. So it's about having the conversation, being curious. What does the pet owner need help with, especially in cats? And I also think the big one, the big one that came through to me when I was studying for this for my talk at Western was we have got to teach kittens and pets as soon as they're adopted from anywhere how to crate train or use the crate for transportation. Because if there's ever a need for an emergency, especially with a cat, Say there's a fire, like in California, I need to be able to get my cat into that carrier as quickly as possible with as less stress as possible. The way to do that is for them to feel that the carrier is a safety zone. If we, as a veterinary team, really concentrated on helping people train their cats to comfortably go into that carrier and make that part of that beginning stages that we do with cats, it could make a gigantic difference in cats' visits. Because if they weren't stressed every time they got in the carrier, it could be so much more comfortable when they arrive at the hospital. So that came up as a big thing that every single person in the veterinary hospital can communicate about and to and work on. I love that. And and we've talked as well about cat carrier training um, within the Perfect Your Practice series. And it's the number one reason a lot of pet parents say, it, I'm just, it's too stressful to try to get my cat in a carrier. I'm just not going to come. So right. I, completely agree with you with that. But, now, I, but I think we as veterinarians have kept saying, well, you know, I know it's stressful, but the reality of it is it's not just to come to the veterinary hospital. It's because your pet needs a safety plan. If you have to have to evacuate your house or anything happens, we need to know that we can transport those pets to safety. That carrier becomes that mechanism. I think that's huge. It is Big. huge. It is a much bigger concept than just the transport to the practice. Absolutely exactly. agree with you. I have one other question I really want to make sure we get to, Dr. Vandalin, and that's When we have that cat parent with us in the exam room, when we have them, we have their cat, 
we have what we hope is some undivided attention of the family. What can we do within our teams, whether you're a veterinarian, a technician, assistant, CSR, whoever your role is at the hospital, what can we do to communicate value of what we're currently doing in that current exam and also to get that next exam scheduled before they leave? And I think I love this question because I think what you're really asking me is how do we develop a trust and a partnership with a client so that they feel like we have their and their pet's needs at heart and that they want to partner with us for their pet's health. Absolutely. And, And it really doesn't matter who on the team, every single one of us. It used to be that sometimes it was just the doctor and the technician. But to now, that client, whenever they come into a visit, they're touching four to five people to that whole visit. It's so important that every single one is geared toward really paying attention to what the client needs and what the pet needs to be comfortable and to be able to give us information, okay? So I'll give you a little bit of an example. I was doing relief work a few weeks ago and was working with a great technician team. And it just so happened that the young lady that I was working with had actually worked in a cat clinic. So she had actually already done the fill away on the hands and had petted the cat. The cat was so comfortable moving all around. It was a 16-year-old cat, and they wanted to transport it to Hawaii in a few months, and that means quarantine and all that stuff that goes with it. But what I thought was really interesting was when I looked at the cat and what the technician told me when we were outside the room was they don't want to do anything but a rabies. But when I went in the room and we were talking, and we are talking about the value of the physical exam, how they were going on this trip, how long they were going to be in transport to Hawaii from South Georgia, you know, how old the cat was, some of the needs, what they were concerned about. That information came back to the fact that this pet we needed to make sure was safe enough to go. And it had, like, I could look at the cat. I started the physical exam, and I said, tell me about the eye. It had glaucoma. I could just tell it right off looking at it. So the conversation went around by using everybody, you know, what the client needs. Yes, they needed to go to Hawaii. Yes, they needed a rabies because they were going to Hawaii. But by asking questions and us being curious, there was so much more that we could help this client with because we don't want it to be in quarantine as a 16-year-old cat. So right. to me, that's where it's really important that we function as a team. So if, the, if somebody comes in with the kitty cat outside and the kitty cat, it's going to be so much nicer that they could stay in the car or come straight into the room. But totally the CSR can know what makes a difference. They need to be slightly sedated. Those things written in the record, it makes such a huge difference for pet owners. And you can just see the stress melt off of them, you know. And I think when you have people that are we're comfortable holding cats or comfortable restraining cats or doing it in a way that it makes such a difference that clients don't mind bringing the pets back in. And then when you're curious about what they do with their pets and what they want to, it helps you to schedule around their needs. You know, do I need to do a televisit if I'm watching for pain? Can we watch a video together and see if they see the same thing I see when the cat moves? Or the technician could do some of those things too. So to me, what they observe with the pet, this is where it all comes together. It all comes together for the trust and the long-term relationship in that room. So I think, like, Zoetis has that really good um, the movement one where you see a cat that can't go yes. um, vertical and jump up and down. Most pet owners think, well, that's just old age. They don't realize that that's a, a show of pain. The other one is looking at the pet's teeth. 
and looking at a normal or looking at the size of the pet and saying, letting them see that it's overweight or not overweight or how that affects different things. Working with the client so that they see things together during the exam is really important. If they've asked a few questions before, like, I really love it, these people that send out these jot.com or questionnaires before a visit when they ask, like, four or five questions or maybe send that Zoetis exercise study with it, and then the client sends the information back, and that's the way we start the visit, you know, with the client and the technician in the exam room. It's just so much better, you know, and it just gives so much more discussion. But what I think is interesting with this cat, to go back, once we talked about the glaucoma, we talked about the trip, they ended up working this cat up to make sure it could make the trip, doing some things for comfort, and then they could be confident we could avoid the quarantine, or it could stay here. Right. We could help them make a plan. And I think I can't, a doctor cannot do all those things by themselves these days. You have to have a team that's really committed to the comfort and care of the patient, too, and the client. I'll... Incredible tips, and I absolutely love your story because I think it shows everything we've been talking about in this podcast full circle, especially the importance of teamwork and curiosity. Very similar to if you've ever anyone out there has watched Ted Lasso. I love just be curious, not judgmental. I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> curiosity is an amazing thing. It takes away negativity. It it decreases defensiveness. If we're just curious. You know, yep. and can listen. Yes. I it, it changes things. I totally agree. Expert words and such, uh, you're such a great storyteller. We're so thankful. <laughs> Dr. Marion Vandalin, really a, a, an expert in, in specialist in exam room communication, teamwork, and also, again, just pushing for us to be more curious with our cat patients and clients. <laughs> I'm Dr. Natalie Marks. Thanks again for listening to the Perfect Your Practice podcast sponsored by Zoetis, empowered by AAFP. We'll see you next time.